Hello and welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. You probably know that when you acquire a good habit, you increase your overall quality of life. But did you know that scientific research has shown that when you develop the good habit of memorizing, reciting, and contemplating the words of the Bible, this practice has been proven to help patients overcome serious neurological disorders and harmful thinking patterns. This isn't just the mindless repetition of words, it's a mindful habit of remembering, narrating and thinking deeply about the words of the Bible. And it is an amazing practice that cognitive neuroscientist Dr. Carolyn Leaf has been implementing into her practice to help her patients overcome feelings of anxiety and depression and even traumatic brain injuries. By getting her patients to memorize and meditate on Bible verses, she has documented amazing results. This practice has been proven to create new positive neural pathways, replacing old distorted pathways and even healing areas of the brain that have suffered what was thought to be irreversible brain injuries. And get this, by persuading 80-year-olds to memorize and meditate on Bible passages, Dr. Leaf has witnessed her patients reversing cognitive decline to the point where they were able to start and complete a university degree. And other patients that she worked with successfully learned a new language or mastered another complex skill set in their old age. That's amazing. Dr. Leaf has worked with thousands of people of all ages and by memorizing and meditating on Bible passages, their brains experience what scientists call neurogenesis or the growth and development of new neurons in the brain. Not only did her studies show an improvement in academic function, but emotional and social skills showed dramatic change as well. And in the Bible, Jesus himself also highlighted how divine words are life-giving. When he said these words, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So because the words of God are so essential that we cannot live without them, we would like to challenge you to develop a habit of memorizing and meditating on the words of the Bible. Because God encourages us with these words, pay attention to what I say, turn your ear to my words, don't let them out of your sight, keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Scientific research is now confirming how true these words are. When you store God's words in your mind, they give health to your whole body. So today we are going to zero in on the powerful impact words can have on your health and your happiness and how you practically can transform your thinking so that you can have what the Bible calls the mind of Christ.
Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Today we want to share with you insights into the healing power of words. And as a writer, speaker, former English teacher, I have seen how powerful words are when you use them well. I also know that the words that people say to you can have a powerful impact on your health and your happiness if you let them get into your head and your heart. These are the words of parents, friends, siblings, aunts, uncles, neighbors, teachers, your doctor, a character in a movie, or even some stranger on social media. These words can produce healing or they can generate sickness. They can make a marriage or they can lead to a divorce. These words can lead to a successful business transaction or the closure of a company. These words can bring about peace or they can start a war. A war of words can turn a paradise into a nightmare. And since we were both teachers, we both realized that words in the classroom can help a student to learn or they can create serious misunderstandings. Words can be used like water to put out a fire or they can be used like gasoline to start a blazing inferno. And on that note, I've often visualized people everywhere carrying two buckets in their hands. And in one bucket, it's full of gasoline and the other is water. And whenever you hear some people gossiping or saying something that's controversial or negative, you can take the gasoline and you can throw it on the fire. And by adding negativity, or more gossip to the fire. By doing that, you can cause the controversy to heat up. Or you can take the water and you can throw that onto the controversy. And by saying something positive, uh, you can create kindness and you can put out that fire. Words can be used to attract or they can be used to attack. You see, words are like seeds. And if your words are like cactus seeds, they will sting the people who you connect with. The Bible says that a man reaps what he sows, or in other words, you will harvest what you plant. So if I plant, say, garlic or cactus seeds, I shouldn't expect to come across tomatoes because that's not what's gonna grow. <laughs> so I have the power of choice. I can choose what seeds I plant or what words I speak. But once I have made my choice and I have acted on it, I have no power to change the outcome of my choice because you will get what you plant. So if my words are like watermelon seeds, then the outcome of my choice will be sweet. But if my words are like poison ivy seeds, I can't be surprised when my friends avoid me. So talking about poison ivy, I just want to mention a, a fascinating scientific study where they used poison ivy. Some researchers in Japan, they blindfolded some students at a university. I really don't know how they got permission to do this. And all of these students were terribly allergic to poison ivy. And they told the students to roll up the sleeves and expose their right arms, which they did. And they rubbed them with what they said was poison ivy. And afterwards, all the students, right arm, 
got the classic symptoms of exposure to poison ivy. They were itching and they had a rash and they had streaks on their arm and even blistering. So that's what you would expect. It's the normal reaction for people who are touched with poison ivy. Yes, except that the plant that they used was not actually poison ivy. They said it was. And it was just a harmless shrub. What? So how did that happen? A harmless shrub caused the same symptoms as poison ivy. Exactly. So what happened was that the students believed the words of the researchers. And it was this belief that was actually so strong that it created the physical symptoms of being exposed to poison ivy, even though no poison ivy had touched their right arms. So this is what science, scientists call the placebo effect. It has been said that nine-tenths of all diseases originate in the mind. Mm -hmm. This is why the Bible warns us with these words. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think that you are being exposed to poison ivy, then this thought can be powerful enough to create the physical symptoms of being exposed to poison ivy. But that's not the end of the study. <laughs> it's actually more fascinating. The rest of the story goes on. On the other arm of those blindfolded students, their left arm, the researchers later rubbed an actual poison ivy plant. But the researchers said these words, this is just a harmless plant. Oh no! Yep, you guessed it. Even though all the blindfolded Japanese students were highly allergic to poison ivy, only two out of the 13 students broke out in actual, it, an actual poison ivy rash. The rest completely believed in the words of the researchers when they said, it's just a harmless plant. How is that possible? One answer is suggested by a neuroscientist by the name of Marcel Kinsborn. He explains that our expectations create brain patterns that can be just as real as those created by the events in the real world. In other words, the expectation of being touched or not touched by poison ivy causes the same complex set of neurons to fire as though the event were actually taking place and it was triggering a cascade of events in the nervous system that leads to a whole host of real physical consequences. Either they got the rash and started itching, or they didn't. Mm. Now, if the words of the Japanese researchers could have such a powerful impact on those students, then how much more powerfully can the words of God impact your life and health? The words of God are more powerful than the words of anyone else, if you believe them. And that is a very good point. Look at these words from the Bible. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring Word of God. So it is through the Word of God 
that we can be born again. These words of God are wonderful words of life. So we are going to listen to Fountain View Academy singing Wonderful Words of Life. I just love the harmonies in that song. Beautiful words, wonderful words. Your tongue, which is what you use to speak words, your tongue is like the rudder of a ship. And we can find this analogy in the Bible in the book of James, chapter three, verses four and five. So what does the rudder of a ship do? Well, it steers the direction of the ship. And how big is the rudder compared to the size of the ship? It's very small. Exactly. So when you say something like, I can't stop thinking about all the things I did wrong in the past, by just expressing those words, you are steering your thoughts and your feelings in a negative, hopeless direction. Because you can't change the past. But if you say, with God's help, I can do this, I can stop worrying about my past. Those words then direct your thoughts and feelings in a positive direction. That is the truth. That is being said by James here in James chapter 3. Your very little tongue is like the rudder of a ship. And so what if you were to memorize a Bible verse? 
and quote it whenever you find yourself worrying about your past. Mm, that's a good idea. So I want to recommend you memorize Philippians 3 verses 13 to 14, which says, This one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So take that verse that Renee just mentioned and write it down, Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14, and meditate on those words and let them sink deep into your soul and say them out loud because your very little tongue is like the rudder of a ship. It's, it's very powerful in the influence that it has to direct the course of your thought life. Mm -hmm. Here are some more encouraging words from the Bible. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. These words describe God speaking light into existence. And get this. You were created in the image of God. And so although you may not have the power to create moons and suns and planets like God can, your words can bring hope and joy and light into the lives of others. So if you feel like you are in the midst of darkness and despair with no light in your life, there is a person in the Bible called the prophet Daniel and he brought light wherever he lived, even while he was being held as a prisoner in a foreign country. And his faith in God was constantly challenged. Daniel lived a happy, healthy life. So although he was a prisoner, instead of disappointment, Daniel saw his predicament as a divine appointment, an opportunity to share his faith with others. Intelligently, this healthy young Jewish prince so impressed world leaders that he served as a top royal advisor for a number of different kings from different nations. Even Jesus, over 600 years later, was so impressed with the prophet Daniel that he encouraged his listeners to understand Daniel the prophet. Daniel lived by every word of God. And he knew that the diet that they ate in the Garden of Eden, an all plant food diet, was the healthiest choice for both his body, his mind, and his spirit. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Daniel didn't want to cloud his thinking, so he requested that he and his friends would be allowed to only eat a whole food plant-based diet. And at the end of their three-year course at the elite royal school, King Nebuchadnezzar had them all tested. And the Bible says that in this testing, what were the results of eating this kind of a diet? It says, in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians 
and astrologers who were in all his realm. Hmm. In fact, cutting-edge medical science has confirmed that an all-plant food diet is the healthiest choice for your health too. Our health is intimately connected with not just the words that we feed on, which it is, but also with the food that we eat. Mm -hmm. Mark and I did not grow up vegetarian, but once we were convinced by the Bible and by the nutritional research, we decided to eat a whole foods plant-based diet. But the big problem was that we didn't know how to prepare nutritious, delicious meals with only plant food. And we didn't want to just eat uh, a lettuce leaf or a few carrots on our plate. And so we asked our friends to help us and to share their recipes with us. So here is a recipe we want to share with you. It's called chickpea egg. And our friends Becky and Siri will show you how it's prepared. Take a look at this. Hi, and welcome to Experiencing Life with It Is Written. My name is Rebecca, and this is my friend Siri. And we're passionate about teaching people how to use food as their medicine. Exactly. So we're going to show you today how you can make a chickpea egg breakfast sandwich that is completely plant-based. That's awesome because chickpeas are super high in protein. Isn't that what eggs are known for? Kind of the protein? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get started. We're going to do a half a cup of chickpea flour and then you can do a half a cup to one cup of water depending on how thick or thin you like it. So half a cup is a little thicker. So Sarah, you can start whisking that up for us and we'll see usually I like about three quarters of a cup I find that's a really good consistency and so you just want to whisk it really well because otherwise you'll have clumps and who wants clumps of flour in their egg no not me so we'll just mix it really really well and then depending on how you like to flavor your chickpea egg you can use as much of the seasoning or as little as you like uh, so I'm gonna start with some nutritional yeast flakes and then yeah that's we have our chicken style seasoning and then we have um, our Himalayan black salt. And then we're just gonna add some garlic and some um, onion powder. So that again is just some extra flavorings. And then the last thing is turmeric. So, good. Yeah. so we'll just start mixing this up. And then um, while this is mixing, you can have your pan heating. So I usually just take a cast iron pan and I put it on high heat to begin with. And I pour in my oil, which I have here. And um, we just want to get it heated up. So we'll head over and start doing that. And you want to make sure that your stove top is heated up quite high with your cast iron pan or whatever fry pan you may be using. And then at that point, you can put in your olive oil, whatever vegetable oil you'd like to use, and um, dump in your chickpea egg. And depending on how long it takes for your stove to cook that, it can take a couple minutes, up to five or six minutes. But you know it's done when you see all the little bubbles on top. Alright, so now while our chickpea egg is cooking on the stove, let's start prepping our veggies. Okay, so we're just going to slice the tomatoes and you can use, again, whatever vegetables you have on hand, whatever works for you. And let's assemble the sandwich now. So we have Silver Hill Sprouted Everything Bagels, which are awesome. They have all the great tastes and flavors of Everything Bagels, but are much healthier. And they actually have a gluten-free version too. They do. So for those of you who are also gluten-free, it's lovely. That's right. So let's get started. So we have our vegan mayo. So this is what I'm using today is Veginase. 
And Veginase is a really nice, healthy option for mayo that you can just buy. I know you can make it. I know we've done that, but mm -hmm. this is just nice and quick. Yep. And um, where can you get this, Siri? I've got it at Safeway, otherwise there's lots of, most any grocery store has it. Even yeah. the one in my little town has, yes. has it, so it's pretty easy to find. Exactly. Usually in the health food section, That's typically. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I have an organic ketchup here. I'm going to put a little of that on. If you have any other sauce you like to use, you know. Oh, hummus would be so good on here. Yeah, you and get a lot of chickpeas then. Yeah, that's true. That's and you true. could get, yeah, any other types of sauces that you like. You could add sauerkraut, yeah. other oh, veggies. Yeah. I'm going to take that chickpea egg that we've made now and set that on there. And then we also have a vegan cheese. The one I'm using today is an herbed chow cheese that you can get at your health food mm. store or health Earth food Island is pretty good too. Earth there's Island, some other brands. There's, yeah. there's a lot. Mm -hmm. So I like this one. And then let's assemble the uh, vegetables. So I have here tomatoes. You can use whatever vegetables you like. And I have some pickles. And then we have some cucumbers. And then we have our lettuce. And there we have it. We have our breakfast sandwich. All this needs is some color. When you see dark, rich color in your fruits and vegetables, you know that you're getting a lot of antioxidants. That's right. And so now we have our complete breakfast that has all the nutrients we need to fuel us for a healthy, happy day and to help our bodies fight disease. Mm. Let's dig in. Mmm, sounds good. <laughs> Those ladies really know how to cook. Yes, they do. And by eating healthy, you will experience even more of the abundant life that is found in Jesus. The Bible puts it this way. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So in closing, let's take some time to pray together right now. Lord God, we desire to hear and to understand your life-giving words. Help us to be still and listen. Lord, this is challenging for us because we live in a world of intense activity. And we know that you do not shout or force your word into our hearts. And so we ask you, to enable us to be willing to hear your still small voice. Help us to live our prayers daily. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So there is a book that I always keep on hand. It's called Help in Daily Living for times when I feel like the wheels are coming off my life. Well, you don't want the wheels falling off, but sometimes it feels like they are coming off especially when you're living life at a full speed. So whenever that happens, I slow down, I hit the pause button, I pick up this little book and I read it and reread it. And it really is a practical guide to everyday blessings and right thinking. And today we want to give you a copy of this little book free of charge. Friends, Let's not forget the words of Jesus when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, 
please visit IIW.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.